I'm prolific, so gifted. I'm the type that's gonna go get it. No kidding. What's going on? What's going on? Lead Well Universe. Welcome to another episode of the Lead Well Podcast. My name is Brandon Holland. I am your host with the heat that puts the crisp on the toast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, we've got a special episode prepared for you today. Um, I got the the opportunity and the honor uh, to speak to um, students from my alma mater, uh, the Appalachian State University, and their public administration program. And uh, it was a great time. Uh, I'm really honored that they would ask me to be a part of what they're doing. Um, We were able to do this meeting virtually, so it was great. Um, And so what I wanted to do was just make that episode available for you. Um, As always, we don't charge for this podcast, but there is a fee. Uh, We don't run ads, and we're not going to do that. But the fee is, if you got anything of value, if you could, please just share this podcast uh, with somebody who you might think would get some value from it, Uh, somebody who you think needs to hear it. Um, You know, we're trying to grow this thing organically and just keep it, you know, keep it moving. And uh, I'd really appreciate that. And without further ado, here's my address to Appalachian State University. We're calling this one Leadership and App State Experience. Okay. Uh, Dr. Essers, thanks for the opportunity to speak today. Um, You know, it's such an honor to be able to do this. Um, I remember, you know, my mentors um, talking to, to some of my classes and, you know, offering offering their standpoint on things, um, and so you know, just to start out, I I I'm excited about this opportunity because I, I want to help um, to the students. Like I want to help you. I want to help you because I am you. Um, I was in your very same spot. Um, you know, excited, optimistic you know, really learning, excited about being, you know, a part of this field, a part of the Alumni Association. And, um, you know, one thing I want us to do as we kind of get started is to think about, think about your life just for a second. Think about some of the great times. Think about some of the hard times. Think about some of the rewarding times. And if you think about, you know, what's happening now, everything that you've gone through has led to this moment, to us having this experience together. Um, And so before we kind of dive into it, um, just a little bit on why I want to do this or why I do things like this. Um, So when I graduated, I joined the conference planning committee um, to help come up with events for the manager's conference. And I was youngest person in the room for probably three or four years. Um, And so me and some of my Appalachian buddies came up with a session, and it was called The First Few Years. And if you've been to a conference in, you know, in the past 10 years, you've probably been to this session because before that, there wasn't anything for the students to do. And so me and some of my friends started that. And after after about two or three years, um, this guy walks up to me at the conference, and he he looks at me and he was like, hey, man, um, I just, I want to say thank you. And I, I had never seen him before. I didn't know him. And I said, well, for what? 
And so, you know, he went on to tell me that, you know, during those sessions um, from when he was in college, it really encouraged him to be a manager and encouraged him to, you know, give all he could into going into this field. Um, you know, he'll remember that conversation when he hears this podcast episode. Um, but he and I have been good friends since then. Um, and he's, you know, a, a great member of our alumni association. Um, you know, when, when we start to talk about leadership, one of the, my favorite quotes is from Kobe Bryant. You know, he's been gone for just over a year now. And he says that the most important thing is to inspire people to be great at whatever they want to do. Um, and I think that that's one of our main responsibilities as leaders. Um, it's not all the time what we're doing, but a lot of times it's what we're able to show people that they can do. Um, and, you know, you might be sitting there thinking like, well, um, you know, I'm just in college or I've never been in a leadership position before or anything like that. And one of the things that, you know, that you should find comfort in is that that's how it is for everybody. And leadership's a lot like sleep. Everybody lays down at night, and in order to go to sleep, you have to pretend that you're doing it in order to actually get there. And sometimes leadership is just like that. Sometimes we have to pretend that we're that confident leader in order to get to where we need to be. Um, and so I've laid out my five leadership principles, and this is uh, what March of 2021 and this is how I feel about leadership right now. Um, I'm probably going to feel different about it next month. Um, so, but to start out, um, the first uh, principle of leadership, if you're taking notes or anything like that, the first uh, principle is uh, by example. By example is the only way to lead. Um, people are always watching you. They're watching you walk past the piece of paper that's on the ground. They're watching you, you know, walk past things that need to be cleaned up. They're watching you if you come in late. They're watching, you know, if you start to slack on your appearance. They're, they're always watching you. And how you do one thing is how you do everything. So, you know, when we're looking into this thing, um, one thing that we have to do is we've got to make sure that we're good at the small things. Because if you can't be excellent at the small things, you won't be great at the big things. Um, and you know, a lot of times, you know, just starting out more than likely, you're going to go into a smaller organization. Um, a lot of people are going to be set in their ways and they may have a, a town council who wants to hire somebody young and interject because they can come in and change things. Um, and so, you know, I was at a conference a few years ago and we were talking about organizational change and, you know, the main concept was, you know, these people have worked there longer than you've been alive. And, you know, they, they've been just been doing this forever and, you know, they're set in their ways and, you know, they do things a certain way and, you know, they're just not going to change. And, you know, to say people are afraid of change, I think, is, is a misstatement because people change all the time. They change their clothes. They change. They get new cars. You get a new phone every two years. Um, you try new restaurants, try new foods. People do different things all the time, but the problem is us. The problem is the leader. The problem is the way that we get them to change because people only change for two reasons. They change when they want to and when they have to. And so, you know, to, to talk about that, 
um, you know, it's up to us to learn our people and it's up to us to learn the things that motivate them. And it's up to us to show them why certain things um, are better than others. And also it, it's best to get their input. Um, a lot of times, you know, the people on the front lines are the ones that know what need to change. And so, you know, by helping be a part of that, you can help change in your organization. Leadership principle number one, got to be in constant pursuit of greatness. Um, Lane touched on this from the, the code of ethics standpoint, the continuing ed. Um, but you've got to be constantly developing yourself. Um, we're, we live in a place now where there's never been more access to information. Everybody is a YouTube video away from being an expert. Anything you need can be found on the internet or in a book. Um, and, you know, what that looks like for me is I try to read a book a month. Um, I think I did 14 books last year. And, you know, if you want to turn pages, you can do that. They have Audible now. You don't even have to read it. You can just listen to it. Um, but to be in constant pursuit of greatness is you keeping your foot on the gas for yourself, for your personal development. Um, because I'll say this, you know, you'll end up in these positions and what got you there won't keep you there. Um, you guys are seniors now. Some of you are in the master's program. You can't think the same way that you did as a freshman. You know, what got you to where you are now won't keep you there. And what gets you your first job won't keep you there. So you have to be the one who's in constant pursuit of developing yourself. Um, and, you know, you've got to be willing to do, you've got to be willing to do more than the next person. Um, don't, you know, I'm, I'm not great at anything, um, but I am a hard worker and I refuse to be outworked. Um, my mentor was telling me a story about two guys at a, at a hotel gym and one guy was, was doing a set of pull-ups and the other guy saw him and thought, you know, I'm, I'm going to get my pull-up on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do some pull-ups. And so some time goes by and one guy's doing a set and the next guy does a set. One guy does a set, the next guy does a set. And finally, it stops, and then the first guy does one more pull-up. And he asked, and so the second guy asked, he said, hey, man, how many pull-ups were you going to do? And he said, just one more than you. And sometimes that's the kind of mindset that we need just to be able to do a little bit more than the other person. Um, leadership principle number one, extreme ownership kind of like the case study we were just talking about, um, a lot of stuff is going to come at you that you didn't cause. A lot of things are going to happen, and it's your responsibility to fix it. Um, being in charge of an organization and, you know, being in a capacity where you're at the top, you have to figure out how things are your fault, okay? The good things, the bad things, the problems that need to be fixed – You've got to figure out your responsibility and your role and figure out how to make those, how to make those things better. Um, and you, you've, got to, you've got to win the war within yourself um, because there's two of you. There, there's two of you. So if you think about it, if I were to ask your friends about you, just think about this for a second. If I were to ask your friends, what kind of person is Andrew? You know, they would have a description for me. You probably know some of the characteristics that they would say. 
And, you know, if I, if I were to ask you, hey, tell me a little bit about you, you know what type of person you are. Um, but the other person is the person that you want to be, the things that you wish people would say about you. And so the goal is to make that the same person. Um, and a, a lot of what we do, a lot of what we do in this capacity, it's, on, it's only 20% knowledge, 80% behavior. Like, you, you know the things that you need to do, and, you know, you have, to, you have to win that battle within yourself of actually putting it into place. You know, every, every New Year's, people make resolutions of wanting to lose weight and wanting to save money. You know how to do those things, but they don't, they don't demonstrate the behaviors to allow them to do it. Um, and I'm a firm believer that um, as far as finding the right answers and being able to think the way that you need to do when it comes to leadership is asking the right questions. So I'll give you an example. If I were to ask you right now, how can you double your income in the next six months? The fact that I asked that question, your mind starts to figure out how to, how to solve that problem. And so when you're out in the world or you're getting these different situations, you need to start asking the right questions so that your mind starts to figure out how to solve that problem. It's frontal lobe and cognitive development kind of stuff that I'm not going to dive deep into. Um, but, you know, when we start to, to turn our mind towards something, it starts to try to figure things out. And so, you know, when things are happening, when things aren't happening, if you're asking yourself the right questions, you're coming up with answers and you're coming up with solutions. And that's where creativity comes from. That's where you hear about, you know, people standing out as leaders, people being creative, people being able to do things differently. Leadership principle number one, belief. The, I think the very first step is belief in yourself. Um, because if you don't believe in you, nobody else will. You might be out here, you know, working as hard as you can and just feeling like nobody believes in me. You got to give them something to believe in. Um, have you ever wondered why when athletes win championships and Super Bowls and stuff, they always give a little message to the kids? You know, they always say, you know, there's a kid out there somewhere, you know, that wants to do this. And if you believe that you can do it, you can actually do it. A lot of this stuff is mental. Like, you know, we've got to be able to, to have that internal belief because I believe in myself when nobody else does. And you've got to have that, too, um, especially when you go into leading an organization. You're going to question yourself a lot. But deep down, you still need to believe in yourself. You're going to have, you know, things that you've never experienced before. Um, I've had one of those situations last week. I'm going to have to call Lane about it tomorrow uh, because he's going through something similar right now. Um, but, you know, you'll end up with with these things and a lot of things out there will, will destroy your confidence. Um, but if you don't have it in yourself, nobody else is going to give it to you. Um, and, you know, you'll, you'll never be great by accident. It, it, it's, it's got to be intentional. Um, you know, the leader's job is to, to show the team what's possible 
and then fight with them through the process to achieve success. You know, your job is going to be to develop your employees to help them get better, to, you know, develop your team to help them function more as a team. And, you know, the thing is, is that you can do it like this. It's not something that you can't do. Um, but a lot of it has to do with focus. Um, you know, there's a popular show out on Netflix right now called Cobra Kai. And if anybody's seen it, you know, it's pretty awesome. But, you know, pre-Cobra Kai was the series of Karate Kid movies. And so one of my, uh, one of my favorite lessons from Karate Kid was from Mr. Miyagi. Uh, Daniel-san is trying to, uh, he's trying to cut the bonsai tree. And he's frustrated because he doesn't know exactly what to do. And, uh, and so Mr. Miyagi stops him and he says, Danielson, focus only tree. Vision what you want the tree to be and make the tree that. Danielson, you are the tree. And, you know, hearing that as a kid, I didn't understand it. But now, I mean, it's simple. You can make yourself into whatever you want to be, and it's all about focus. Um, leadership principle number one, happiness. Find it and keep it. Um, you know, I, I think about when I started, when I started my career. I think about when I was in graduate school and doing internships and getting excited, and I thought I knew you know, where I wanted to be by now, and I'm not there. I thought I knew where I wanted to end up, and I'm not there. But the thing that I didn't think about was extreme happiness. Because us as leaders, like, the most important thing we lead is ourselves. And then after that, it, it's, it's the four walls we go to after work. Um, this, isn't, this isn't all about, you know, organizations and charts and you know profits and 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 employees and management and all this stuff it's about life um you know if you can find happiness you, you've got to keep it um and be you know very conscious of the decisions that you're making um, because a lot of times we're out here making decisions and we don't know that they're big decisions until after after we've done them, right? You know, something may seem small at the time and end up being, you know, a huge turning point or a huge decision for our life. Um, and, you know, I, about probably six or seven years ago, I was going through something really, really tough. And I just, you know, I was in a spot where I'm just like, you know, I went to school for this stuff, you know, a master's program, student loan debt, and, like, why is this field treating me this way? Um, and, you know, I was talking to somebody who's in our association. He's been around for a while. And I just asked him, I was like, man, you know, what do, what do I do? Like, how, how does this get better? And, you know, while I was focused on my situation, he made a comment that stuck with me ever since and really gave me good direction. And he said that you don't want to make a decision that makes it hard for you to look at yourself in the mirror. Because at the end of the day, at the beginning of the day, like that's, that's who it comes down to. 
it comes down to are you happy with the person that you are? Um, and, you know, that's advice that I've taken that's helped me um, because you're going to be faced – we just had a, a whole – session on ethics you're going to be faced with ethical decisions you're going to be faced with things that um you know that flirt uh, a legal line and you're going to have to figure out how to negotiate those or how to navigate those and what it comes down to is you know tomorrow when you look at yourself in the mirror you can be happy with the decision that you made um and you know i just i kind of want to want to close saying this and, you know, it goes back to, it goes back to while we're here, but we're mountaineers, like we climb the mountains, but a lot of times, you know, people, you, all, all you get to see is the end result. You know, people climb the mountain and then they take the selfie. You don't see the work that it took to get to the top. And so right now you're putting in that work. You're taking steps in the right direction. Sometimes you take steps in the wrong direction, but you'll end up at the top because your intentions are there. And so, you know, if I can, if I could close with just a couple things, um, stay focused. Like when you're in, when you're in situations where you can limit distractions, do that. Um, when you're working on something important and you have the ability to, to turn your phone off, do it. Um, because th those quiet times and those moments really allow your mind to, to activate and to produce the things that, um, that create the skills that you need to be. Um, also, adversity. Adversity creates the skills that will turn you into the person that you need to be. I've went through some hard times as a manager and they've all made me better. My experience is where it is now because of the things that I've went through. Um, early on, I had a board member tell me that uh, I needed to be stronger in planning and zoning. And so I took that as constructive criticism and I constructed something. And I became great at it. And I've been the manager and planner in every job I've had. Um, I had an employee tell another employee that I was not a great leader. And I feel like now that, you know, I'm on pursuit of that, I may not be a good leader now, but I feel like I've made a lot of progress since then. Um, so you've got to learn, you've got to learn about yourself and you've got to make adjustments. Um, and, and lastly, you know, uh, Muhammad Ali made one of, one of my favorite quotes too. He says that it's not the mountain in front of you that'll wear you down but it's the pebble in your shoe. So it's up to us to limit the small things that, you know, have the potential to hinder our progress and hinder our success so that we can focus on the real obstacles in the way. Um, and lastly, you know, I was getting ready to graduate college or graduate the master's program. I went out to eat with, uh, with one of the managers uh, in my home county and, you know, just trying to get some advice because I just, I wanted to take everything in because I just, I didn't know anything. I did I hadn't done the job before. I just, I sat across the desk from a manager a couple times and, you know, in a couple internships or whatever. 
and I didn't know what I was doing. And so I asked him, I was like, man, how, how do I do this? Like, how, how do I become successful? And this was his response. He said, do what's right and treat people right and you'll be successful. And that's really as simple as this is. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning in to my talk with Appalachian State University. I really appreciate your time. I really appreciate you taking the opportunity to grow a little bit. And um, if you would, just follow the podcast so you can stay up to date on what's happening. And we will hit you with another episode soon. Thanks again. I'm finna take it there. This time around, I'ma make it clear. Spoke some things into the universe and they appear. I say it's work that I won't say it's fair. Find your purpose or you wasting there. Though y'all scared. Eyes open, I can see it clear.